You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. heavy metal and hard rock anywhere on blog talk radio heavy metal mayhem with the big cheese How's everybody doing today? I got a great, great show lined up for you. My special guest is David Ellison of F5, Avion, Killing Machine, Temple of Brutality, and his new supergroup, Hell. We're going to kick things off with a band he formed back in the early 80s with Dave Mustaine. This is Megadeth with Peace Cells.
that was Megadeth with P-Cells. They opened in Bass Riff, was featured on the MTV News broadcast for many, many years, courtesy of my guest tonight, David Ellison. And I'm going to get on some stuff by some of the other bands he was in uh, before he comes on. And I'm going to mix it in with a few new things tonight. Now, first up, it's a band called Symptom 7. These guys are out of my home state in New York. They're a brutal, kick-ass band. Three-piece band with a really big sound. Uh, not too long ago, they put out their first record, Volume 1. Uh, there's 12 tracks on there. You can pick it up for 5 bucks if you head over to the website and order it. I uh, just go to MySpace, Symptom 7, and I'll have the links to, to Symptom 7 and the rest of the bands I play tonight's show up later on when the show is over. But I'm going to get a song off that album off it. This is called Trip.
Symptom 7 out of New York with Trip. Go pick up that first record, Volume 1. Head over to the band's website. You can get it for 5 bucks. Where can you get a CD for $5? Right now, I think I got my buddy out there. T, you on the air? Nah, I lost him. All right, he'll call back in a little bit. While we're waiting, uh, how about I get on a little run a while for you? This is Mr. Deadhead. Uh, this is after the band uh, gave up the satanic image and went over to the Pirates. So uh, enjoy. Run a while, Mr. Deadhead.
was running wild with Mr. Deadhead from the Black Hand Inn record. Uh, they started that whole pirate phase back in uh, 87 on the Jolly Roger, and it must be working for them because 20-something years later, every record is still a pirate theme. Right now, I got my buddy out there, Big T. Hey, you there, Tom? Hey, good afternoon. Just hey, what's finished. going on? It's about time I got your call back in again. Just finished the macaroni and the brazil. <laughs> hey, it's Sunday dinner, I know. Oh, you got to listen to uh, the Paisan from uh, from uh, St. Paul Lucy on uh, Block Talk Radio, the yeah. Sunday Sauce. Oh, yeah? That's a yeah. good one. I got to check that out. Yeah, it's a good show. It's a good show. But I'm glad you called in front. I've been waiting weeks and weeks and weeks. I know, I know. I've been, uh, 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 let's not even bullshit. Let's, That's uh, all right. Got... Well, you got a good week to call in. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that... One of the rock arc icon, uh, metal icons is, uh, I mean, I, I feel he was a big, uh, he was a big um, uh, creator of the Megadeth sound. Oh, definitely. Uh, one of the founding members, and like I said, that bass riff from uh, Peace Cells. I mean, oh, I on. don't think anybody hasn't tried to play that. You know, we picked up a bass for the first time, and yeah, right. And just hearing it on MTV like 25 times a day throughout the yeah. 80s, you know. And it's a, it was it was a good, you know, great sound, and you knew yeah. exactly what was coming up and all that. Yep. Too bad they didn't get any money for it. <laughs> nah, that's 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 always the case. But probably uh, too small, too small of a clip to get any money. Yeah. Know? Well, we'll talk to him about that because I know he wrote a book on the music industry back in uh, the 90s. Yeah, uh, that's about true. The, music, the business end. No, he's so. a very wise fellow. Very wise. Definitely. Fellow. So I'm looking forward to talking to him in about. And did you hear he's so. jamming with um with um uh, Ripper? Yeah, Hell, the new band. Oh, okay, Hell, that's the name of it, right? Yep. Exactly. Yeah, it's also got, uh, oh my God, the name just slipped my mind. Uh, Andre is from uh, Sepultura's playing guitar. Oh, wow. And uh, Jimmy DeGrasso played with uh, David and Megadeth. He played in Y&T, Kill oh, okay. Machine, all the other bands. He's on drums with them. Wow, check that out. Yeah, so it's like uh, like an old reunion for those two guys. They've been together for a long time playing, so. Ooh, sounds it, cool. You got man. that tight rhythm section, you keep it. Mm-hmm. So we just think it out. That was a band called Symptom Seven from where we live, right here in New York. Oh, sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, three piece band. They got a big sound, right? Yeah, nice and heavy. Uh, not not too uh, not too raw, and the vocals are nice. Yep. You know, they're not too uh, over the top. You know, I'm not a fan of the big over the top vocals, but um, you know, the like the Cookie Monster type vocals, you know. But yeah, um, I get a lot of I get a lot of that. The bands want me to play that. I've been trying to give them all a little airplay because you know it's, yeah, it's no, metal no, still, yeah, and we no, gotta support the. Music the so great, you know. You hear that beginning riff. Oh yeah. You no, know, you're like, really? Yeah, this really sounds good. But I, to me, it brings it down, you know. And I feel bad, you know. Like a yeah, lot of I times, I get I get um, requests in a MySpace, you know, because they see that I'm, you know, that I like Pantera, that I like Slayer, so they figure I like them, you know. And yeah. I feel bad, you know. I'd like to write them back, but then I don't want to get into a pissing match, you know. Yeah, it ain't worth it. I try to give them all a play each week if I can, because you know what? They are the next generation, and That's I know it. the people that were listening to, uh, you know, Zeppelin and Sav and the Kiss when they heard right. Venom and Motorhead, they were saying the same thing about what we like. This is true. This you is know, true. and it's the new had, generation, we had... and you know, we got to help support all of them a little bit. So well, that's true, yeah. But I tell you, there's there's a lot of bands that are picking up on us, you know, our music from the '70s and the '80s, right? The power and they're playing it today, and it's just you know, there's some really good new stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. I... I really enjoyed, I uh, was listening uh, to the playbacks, you know, the Grimstone stuff. I mean, it's not really younger guy. Well, it's yeah, half young and half old. Yeah. You know, uh, the Grimstein, I mean. Grimstein, Grimstein. Yeah. I'm sorry, Grimstone. But, um, yeah, that, 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 that's cool. That's cool stuff, cool stuff. Good, I'm glad you like it. But you know what? How about I get on something that's right in the middle for you? It's an old, old, an old uh, player, our uh, guest tonight. Mm-hmm. With the newer band, this is the first band he played in when he left Megadeth. This is a uh, Temple of Brutality. Uh, I get I get the title track off the only album that they made. It's called Lethal Agenda. Check this out, Pete. Okay. <laughs> 
Ali with Lethal Agenda. See, that was a band he joined after leaving Megadeth. They were already together, those guys. They were looking for a bass player and a drummer, so I guess he kind of uh, uh-huh. jumped in there. Oh, it's fucking brutal. I yeah, yeah, definitely, right? Brutal. I'm looking at all the stuff that he's been doing since uh, he left Megadeth, and there's like a dozen bands all playing at the same time, so uh, wow. he's been a busy beaver. Yeah, that's uh, saying it right. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I was going to get on. I, I I just got the new single, the, the Heaven and Hell one, Bible Black. Oh, okay. But I already set up all the songs on the show like Thursday, and I oh. I got it Friday. Oh, okay. And I didn't want to change anything around because well, I had everything I'm pretty sure a lot of people have heard it. Yeah, you know, so like I figured I'd get it on, it. but maybe I'll wait till next week. Or I don't yeah, know show yeah. next week. It's Easter. No, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, t- yeah Bible yeah, Black, that would be good next Sunday. Yeah, but I'm not going to do a show next week. It's Easter. We're going to take the... Do you know what I bought? I got to... I'm sorry to interrupt. You know what I bought on Easter Sunday back in probably 84? 84 on Easter Sunday. Let me see. Boy, that's going way back. Was it Slayer? Uh, no, Venom. At what was Zane? <laughs> okay. That's, that's a good, uh, that's a good I Easter record. I'm guessing 84. I'm just guessing. It might have been later. It might have been earlier. 84. Yeah, it was probably think? about that time. Yeah. We were, you know, going around the village, and we went to the record store, Belika Bob's, and I bought At War With Satan and East Sunday. <laughs> you can't beat that. I knew it was going to be that or, or Merciful Fate or yeah. one of that. Yeah, there you go. That's like the perfect music gift. It was released, you know, like probably that, like that Tuesday, probably the Tuesday before, you know, usually things come out on a Tuesday. Yeah. And it was an import, and I called up like on Friday afternoon. They said they had about three or four. I said, all right, we'll be, you know, be down on Saturday, and Saturday was like a shitty day, and nobody wanted to go, and I don't want to go by myself, and then everybody said, let's go Sunday, because nobody does nothing Sunday afternoon, so I said, oh, I hope they still have, you know, so yeah, I had to run, like, you know, right to the store to get it, <laughs> I know. you know, it opens up, the gate fold, you know, the whole deal. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a great record. Yeah. Great. It's a shame none of those stores are there no more. Bleak above, some records, oh, yeah. sounds. Wow. Uh, you know, in Brooklyn we had Zigzag that was like you know to hang out for all the yeah, all the metalheads and everything. Gone it's, too, huh? It's all gone. Well, nobody buys records. I mean, you know. I know it's like uh, it's the a thing of the hell. past. The Heaven and Hell is gonna be. Uh, they're gonna do a, a special version of Best Buy. Did you know that? Yeah. It's no, I didn't all, hear that yet. Yeah, it's gonna all, it's gonna come with a bonus DVD. With 22 minutes to, uh, studio or rehearsals, and uh, you know, into back to back back the scene, back scene uh, interviews and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that should be good. Yeah. So I mean, you know, and they, you know, they said it goes for like 18 bucks, but but I went on the Best Buy to uh, pre-order, you know, and yeah. they said it will arrive on 428, which is the date it the releases. Comes out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it came to uh, I didn't actually put the order through, but I wanted to see how much it was going to cost. And it came to about like sixteen ninety eight, seventeen bucks, with shipping and tax. You can't beat that. And that's you ain't get bad. the DVD with it too. Yeah, and you get in the DVD, and it's supposed to be limited edition from Rhino. Rhino's a good company. Oh yeah. You know, Rhino. You know, I'm guilty too. I mean, I download a ton of stuff only because it makes it easy for the show. Sure. Because all MP3s, but I I miss the whole package on a lot of stuff. Oh you know, yeah, like I, I you know I downloaded the Saxon, but you know then I bought it. You know what yeah. I mean to protect to you know to. To what he called them, you know, to, to to support the bands, you know, yeah. you know. Sa- I'm yeah, not that crazy about the new Saxon. Yeah, it's not as good, but I bought it really just to support them, you know. Yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, it's not as good as but it just hasn't grown yet. No, it hasn't. It's a little poppy, you know. Yeah. But he's great. His vocals are still fucking great, man. Oh and yeah. He's got some great players behind him. I mean, the guitar player, uh, what's his name, Mom? 
He's still with him. He's pretty damn good, and he's got a younger player who's with him. He's really good, you know. Yeah. The original guys, they're writing a book. Did you know that? Uh, Oliver Dawson? or Yeah, Oliver and uh, Dawson, right. They're writing yeah. a book called Sax and Drugs and Rock and Roll. Oh, that's pretty good. You get it? Sax yeah. and drugs and rock and roll. And like it's supposed that. to be, uh, you know, you know, historically, uh, you know, uh, dial uh, dialogue. What's the word? Uh, from the new wave of British heavy metal to like when they split. Yeah, that's be a pretty good book. Yeah, and he talks about. Um, uh, I read it on Blabbermouth. He talks where they did a tour with Ozzy <clears throat> right after Randy, you know, right after Randy passed away, and uh, yeah. They reminisced about a tour that they had done with Ozzy in England um, when Randy was still around. And Randy uh-huh. borrowed a Flying V from Graham. Nice. And play, yeah, and played it on stage. And uh, they jammed backstage. We were doing some Hendrix and shit. Which is, wow, that that must be great, you know? I would love, I, really, I would never sell that V, you know? No, nah, that's like a collective vibe, especially after him uh, dying. Matter of fact, he died last month, uh, 20, Scott was, 20 something years ago. Wow. I mean, it was a long time, right? That amazing half the people that listen to the music don't even know him. Yeah, you just wonder, like, you know, what, you know what he would have done all these years. I mean, oh, he probably yeah. definitely wouldn't have been with Ozzy. No, nah, he definitely wouldn't have been. I, 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 you know, what's her name? Sharon would have had him, you know, would have fucking drove a... a she would have had him on that, did you see that, that, that Osborne's reality show oh, this week? Oh, my Lord, that was I'm watching else. that, and I'm like, what the hell did she do to this guy? She oh, yeah. completely killed Getting him to do that image. flash dance thing was... Oh, my God. I mean, you know, maybe... The, the skit with his daughter in the fast food place, that was pretty funny. Yeah. But doing that flash dance thing, I was just like, I had to walk out of the room. I was you know what like, There's an image of Ozzy. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. He's the goddamn and, Prince of Darkness. This is 1979. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's made him into like a laughing stock for yeah. money. I mean, they've got enough money. Don't kill yeah. the man's image at this point in the game. You know, it's pretty much over for him now as far as music goes. I mean, he's not going to be putting out too much more. And she has yeah. killed and crucified his image. It's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. It's amazing. I mean, I saw him about a year ago when he played with uh, with Rob Zombie, and he, and he sounded horrible. Yeah. He sounded like he should not be playing live anymore. No, he can't just do like it anymore. Throwing a hundred dollars, and I'm I'm probably one of the biggest Ozzy fans in the world. You know sure, that. Sure, sure. But it was just like throwing money away. He he couldn't sing half the songs. He just played the same couple of songs that he plays every single time because he must have the words memorized, and it's just yeah. It's just like throwing money away. It's a real shame. And it's a shame, but. Speaking of uh, speaking of an old time, I'm gonna get something on by an old time who's managed to keep up his appearance and sound as good as he did 25 years ago. How about some Judas Priest? Oh, okay, you got it. I never play anything off this record, so I'm gonna get it on for the first time. This is Solar Angels. Oh, great song.
Judas Priest off the Point of Entry album. That was Solar Angels. Uh, it's a very underrated album, I think, T. You think so? Oh, without a doubt. We were at um, the uh, pier when they used to have the concerts at the pier in Manhattan uh, on the west side <clears throat> where the uh, where the uh, the Intrepid is now. They used yep. to have they used to have the concerts there. And we I remember those. Was playing bass at the time on the ride home. I told Sal, I want to play guitar. That yeah. was it. I, ch- I switched the guitar from bass. And Birdie, uh, Birdie, well, my first guitarist, uh, Anthony Solo, uh, nicknamed Birdie, because um, Sal had switched to drums at the time, you know, so um, Sal was a, uh, Sal was the uh, rhythm guitarist, and he switched to drums. So I said, well, you know, now it's my turn to, you know, play guitar. Yeah. And after seeing that, that tour, and watching Downing, and watching, you know, watching Tipton, it, that was it. It just... I had to play guitar. That yeah, was it. yeah, and that's a great record. It's just uh, it doesn't get a lot of uh, attention. It's all the other yeah, records. Yeah, because it was like a little, com- you know, commercialized, yeah. I guess. But point entry, uh, the cover was real terrible. You know, I don't know if they ever had a better cover than the one we got in America. The English cover had the same. I'm not sure. I don't know. I never even really thought about that. You know, yeah. like we were just talking about a few minutes ago uh, in, in the chat right. room. You know, t- uh, in the early '80s, the late '70s, there was no internet. There were right. no heavy metal magazines. I mean, we had Hip Parade and Circus. I've said this before, but right. unless you were like, you know, Led Zeppelin or Deep Purple back then, or one of those yeah. two or three top bands that you never heard of any of these other people, Metal Forces and, and Kerrang, we, it was hard to get them over here. And they didn't come out over here until 82, 83 when you started getting those magazines. Right, right. And you went to a record store and you looked at an album cover and if it had a cross on it or a devil or skulls, you're like, okay, this is heavy metal. And you just bought it on the cover because you never heard the bands. There was no radio outlets for it. You know, there was no way of hearing anything back I, then. I, I bought Molly Hatchet thinking it was a heavy metal album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Ken Kelly. The Ken yeah. Kelly covers. I did that with the Ben Axe. Uh, it actually was a pretty good record. It was a yeah, rock and roll a good, record. a couple of good songs on that. Yeah, rock but thinking it's heavy metal, too. I'm like, oh, look at this cool cover. You know, yeah, I'm like, right. It's not heavy know. metal. It's it's more uh, album-oriented rock. Yeah. But, but still, it, you know, it, yeah, you're right, right? The covers, yeah. That's all you had to go by back then, you know. So if you didn't put out a, that's that's what I miss about today with the, you know, with the internet and everything. Sure. You know, there's a band does put a CD on, they just throw the, you know, the name of the band on it and they give it out like that. And I can see if you're on an independent label, you're doing it on your own because you, you know, you got to watch costs and so save money. Keep the cost down. But this, you know, it's just I, I miss that whole package and yeah, but see, and, you, uh, even and the you, new F5 you, record by Dave Ellison, The Reckoning. It's got an amazing cover on it. It's like old yeah. school, and I love it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, like even like your pa- your uh, demos, the uh, stillborn demos, you had those cool illustrations. Yeah. Where you you copied a photo and did some kind of uh, you know. Manipulations to it. You were very creative. I mean, you know, show a little creativity. You know? Yeah, you had to be. Yeah. And now, 25 years later, somebody's actually going to pull that stuff out on record. That is like amazing. That. that is amazing. Not only that, but we got two companies fighting over it, and we couldn't even give the stuff away. That's remarkable. We couldn't give that stuff away for free if we wanted it back then. Now, it's a different world we live in. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Take advantage of it, bro. Yeah, we intend to. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. And, uh,. I have all that up on my site later on, trying to help push you this up for uh, Jason. Yeah, what the hell? Hey, what the hell? Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. But I got—I promised two more bands. I'm gonna get new songs on by them tonight, so I'm gonna give you another one out there. Okay. This, the, this band and the next band, which I'm gonna play after the interview with David, is uh, they're both from the United Kingdom. This is a band called Stagnation. These guys have got that old, you know, hard rock, heavy metal groove going to them, and I really like these uh, 
these two bands. It's something new, something different, but it's got that old uh, school feel to it. So, you know, it's pretty good stuff. So this is Stagnation with a song called Wind Up.
Bag Nation out of the United Kingdom, the song Wind Up. I'm going to have the link for that band and all the rest of the bands up at the end of the show on the MySpace page. What do you think of that, T? Yeah, it's pretty heavy. Nice. Oh, yeah. Good vocals. Yeah, got a nice groove to it. Good heavy vocal, uh, good heavy uh, riff. Yeah. Pretty cool. What time yeah. is uh, Dave? Um, Dave. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> Dave is calling in. He'll be calling in about 15 more minutes. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, I hope so, because last week I was supposed to have back from Ashes on. They're from Arizona. Oh. And uh, nobody ever called in. After the show, I found out that the, the singer oh. had a, a real family emergency, so he couldn't oh. uh, he couldn't do it. And then a few weeks ago, uh, James Rivera from Hellstar was supposed to call in, and the same thing happened with the time zone change out there. So oh. I swore last week I'll never have anybody from Arizona on the show ever again. And then I realized Dave Ellis is based out of Arizona now, so I had to take it back during the week. But Oh, you just got to realize the time zone, that's it. Yeah, you know what it is? They don't set the clocks back in Arizona either, like we do here. They're like the only the only state that doesn't do it. And the oh. last show was basically was on the same day, so you know things got screwed up. But back from Ashes is going to be calling in again on uh, on Memorial Day weekend, and I'm working on getting uh, James back on probably. See, what June. you got to do is when you talk to the people, ask them what time is it right there. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I usually do, say, but things just got screwed up, you know. Like I, I'll say like three forty, you know, three forty yeah. three, and you say okay, we're three hours apart. Uh, you know, I go on at six. You know, make sure, you know, it'll be yeah. free over there, you know. I do that now, but sometimes you're typing and you forget oh, no, it. I and understand, you, and you yeah. think people realize it. And I was like, Arizona, and something called the Bermuda Triangle of Metal. I just can't get anything that goes through there. It <laughs> doesn't get through. I just can't yeah, get them off. I know, the the other day with the guy, the guy from Grimstone. Uh, Grim, Grimstone, yeah. Yeah, wow. Well, and not everybody's here on the East Coast. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, but, in uh, England the other day, you know. Yeah, yeah couple weeks back. Yeah, it's a big time difference. I, I realize it now, and I always send uh, the times. I confirm it a couple of days before just to make sure, because, you know, Very people tough. are busy, and uh, they forget to, so that yeah, shit happens. What are you going to do? But they will be calling in about 15 more minutes, so uh, I'm going to get a song by another band he was in. There's a band called Kill Machine. This was a band that James Rivera fronted vocals on, oh. and uh, they played bass with them for a little while. They oh, only put cool. two records out. He was on the second record, Metamorphosis. Yeah, they had one one real good song, tune they used to play on. Uh... Oh. All right. Yeah, 
was Annihilation, The Wizard in Black. That's off their demo. That was this week's Demolition segment demo. I uh, screwed up and I cut off Kill Machine. I cut off my buddy Big T. I'm sorry about that. Oh, no, no, that's okay. You know what it is? I got the chat room open and I got the scroll bar right next to the play buttons. Oh. And I keep missing it, and, I'm, and I'm, I cut you off, and then I cut the phone off trying to go through the, through the chat room. I've got to get a bigger monitor <laughs> and make everything smaller, move things over. Oh, I see, yeah. But uh, that was uh, mostly the Killer Machine song with uh, David Ellison on bass. And, right. And uh, that was Annihilation out of San Francisco. And they only put out four demos in the 80s. Um, I was laughing at the sight of pain from the 1985 demo. Cool. And uh, if you want to get a copy of that, just go over to the Heavy Metal Mayhem blog spot. You can download that for free. And the link also has the third demo, Deep um, Timeless Transitions. You can get both of those demos in one link right there this week. Okay. Too, it's a lot to get out. I'm trying to trying to get on one or two more songs before David calls in. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to get on Marta T. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. The, no. They've been around since like 1981. Wow. Yeah, they broke up in the 90s. They put out a few records, and they regrouped a couple of years ago. And they just released a new EP uh, called Fear. And uh of fact, it was only a few weeks ago they came out. Uh, they still got that old sound. uh they kind of updated it a little bit, but it's some pretty good stuff. And I'll, I'll get the title found? of that EP on Fear. It's called Fear.
Holland. That was Marta, and that's the title track of their new 2009 EP, a song called Fear. All right, Tia, Dave's going to be calling in in a few minutes, so you're going to hang on with me? Yeah, sure. I'm going to get on a song off uh, F5's last record called The Reckoning. Uh, let me see what I get on for you here. I'm trying to get something that's about two or three minutes long, so uh, hopefully it'll end as soon as he calls in. I'll get on a song called Rank and File. Check this one out. This is a good song. Okay, cool.
right. That was our guest, David Olsen's band, F5, off the record from last year, The Reckoning. That's a great song, Rank and File. And he should be calling in a few minutes. So, you know what, Team Mears will just BS for a little bit. Because uh, I got one more song I want to play by a band called Crying for Passion, but I don't want to start playing it then cut it off. Uh, okay, if cool. Calls in, so I'll save that for like oh, the last you know five what? I was wondering show. if, uh, did you uh, check out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last night? No, I I, I taped uh, some of the specials on it with Metallica, but I, I didn't see it yet. Did you yeah, see, it? the problem was uh, I was taping it, and I taped it until like five minutes after one, you know, because of whatever. You know, you figure with commercials and whatever. I always tape a little extra. And the freaking thing went on to 140. Wow. But thank God I, w- I got home in time to catch it when I, uh, and I didn't realize that I wasn't taping, you know? Yeah. If I realized, I would have just, you know, upped the tape, you know, to like one, I was I would have went to 130, but it went to almost 140. Wow. Uh, I would have still it. been screwed out of the last 10 minutes. Yeah, with the, the you know, we have the thing, you can tape the shows and everything too. I probably don't even have half of it on there if it went that long. Yeah, well, I don't know if the you know if the TiVo style uh, DVRs you know know when the you know the show is still going to to uh, you know well when anyways, but it was pretty cool because um, I, I mean let, let's put it this way we know that the Rock Hall of Fame is a joke as far as metal goes exactly I mean it took so long you know for Sabbath to get finally get uh, um, you know inducted and um, you know and. It's it's ridiculous, but let's put it this way, you know, it's one of our own, man. You know, like you know, you had the demo, I had, I heard the exactly. demo. I mean, I had the Metal Massacre, Metal Massacre album. No, yeah, Metal Massacre. Yeah, compilation. The first Metal Massacre yeah. one, right? Yep, that's right. I had the album. You know, I I read the fanzines. You know, um, come on. I mean, you know, this is one of our own. You know, and to, uh, it's definitely to see great them to see them in there. You know, I, I mean, I bust their balls about the last couple of albums. You know, even the newer album, it, it's definitely better than the last two or three. But, um, you know, we bust balls and all. But, you know. Yeah. And, it's Metallica. And, that's, you know. Yeah. And and what's his name? Is it is it, is a joke. <laughs> but anyways, for James, <laughs> man, you know, it's just for James to see James is proud. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, and he got up there and, well, actually, you know, finding out that Flea was going to induct him, I was pissed. I said, "Oh, they should pick somebody." You know, who was influenced but they always by do that. him? They picked, they picked like the the weirdest people like the, to put, yeah. you know, certain bands that would. Well, see, I read that they actually they actually asked Flea to do it. Oh, really? See, Flea is like, all right. So if you saw it, you will see it because it's on YouTube and all that. But Flea actually did a great thing. He had like five or six pages, and he kept reading off the pages. But you know, he wrote it because it was from his heart. And he would talk about how him and um, his singer there were uh, touring, uh, you know, doing some, you know, tours in vans. You know, not really touring, but, you know, yeah. doing some gigs, so to speak. And they heard Fight Fire with Fire on the radio. And it was, like, ripping yeah. and the most intense fucking music they ever heard come out of the radio and became an instant fan, you know. So... He is a fan, you know, and he really gave a great, uh, you know, he used a lot of cursing, so it was bleeped. But I'm not, I'm not sure about the YouTube. I guess they, uh, it'll be, it'll be uh, bleeped also. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have it. But out. it was good. I, I gotta admit, I, I stand corrected. He, he really did a great job. Yeah. He had, like blue hair, <clears throat> blue hair. He yeah, even well, came out on the end jam. The end jam. Well, that um, page um, inducted Jeff Beck, which was pretty cool. You know, yeah. being a guitar player. I really enjoyed Jeff Beck's shit. 
and um <clears throat> you know he 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 was in with the black uh, with the um the Yardbirds <coughs> but now he's uh, was inducted as a as a solo artist and he does sell well all over the world you know so oh, I mean, there's no doubt about money. that I'm, I'm glad believe me I'm glad Metallica's in there oh, I yeah. mean I haven't been a big fan of the band since you know Injustice Falls the last real killer record to me yeah right it was like the two camps of it but it is Metallica and, as far as the bass playing goes, did all three get inducted, or was it just uh, Jason? Well, what they or, did, yeah, they, they did induct um, uh, Jason and uh, this guy, Tro, you know, David. Uh, Robert Dorleo, yeah. Robert, Robert, I'm sorry. Yeah. But um, they didn't induct Mustaine. And you know why everybody says, well, he wasn't on a record. Yes, he was. He was on the Metal Massacre 1 record. And he wrote shit on the whole first record and half of the second record. You know, they could have put their foot down and said, no, we're going to induct Mustaine, too. You yeah, know, that I mean, you know that. All right, even though he's in Europe and all, he would have fucking got on a plane and been there. He would have canceled one of his gigs to be there if they would have asked him the right way. They asked him to be there as a guest. Like oh, I know, asked, I understand that, but, like you know, that's the way things play. go, and there's nothing we can do about it. But you know what, T, I'm going to put you in a hole right all now. Right, I'm not going to cool. put you in a hole, but uh, i got David calling in right now, so I'm going to connect Sounds him and get him on the air. Sounds cool. Uh, we could always talk about that with David, too. Sure, we'll see if, what he has to say. Definitely. Dave, you there? Hey, guys, what's happening? Hey, David, how are you? Thanks for calling in, I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. What's going on? Uh, not much. Uh, I know you're a busy man, and uh, we're not going to take up too much of your time today, but... Uh, just wanted to talk to you about everything going on in, in the world of David Ellison. Yeah, I actually just got home from Las Vegas. I just went over and did a little guest jam with some guys, uh, the the Sin City Sinners. A bunch of guys put together a band, and they 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 do a handful of the casinos over there. So they rang me up and invited me to come over. They get a bunch of people that come over and guest, you know, Simon Wright from ACDC and George yeah. Lynch, and you know, a bunch of guys. Yeah, it was great. It was a really good time. It's good hang. It was a lot of fun, and just you know, hanging. Hang with people and sign some autographs and just have a good night out, you know. That's hey, great. Hey, you're in Vegas. You can't have a bad night out over there. Yeah, exactly. I was there for a couple nights. I just got back to to Scottsdale over here to Arizona, where I live, just one desert away. It's an easy little trip, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's great. I was I was saying early on in the show, that everybody knows you as one of the original founding members of Megadeth. This is part ways with the band. You've been involved in so many things. I don't even think I can. Get them along the time we have, from Temple of Brutality, The Iron Steel, Killing Machine, Avion, War Machine, and F5. I mean, you've been a busy Yeah, that's probably, that's, that's probably a tenth of them right there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're everywhere. I mean, besides, you know, Soulfly, you played on some of their stuff. And uh, right. a couple of months ago, I had uh, Craig Nielsen on the show. We were talking about Alien Black and that you might be doing something else with that down the road. Uh, yeah, we did. The, yeah, Craig and I did the first record, and then I just played on uh, the second record for the record for uh, Josh. And I think he's working on trying to get that out this year. And uh, and uh, you know, then the, more recently, uh, me, Ripper, uh, Jimmy DeGrasso, and Andreas Kisser put together this uh, this group called Hail. Yeah, and we did this uh, tour of down in Chile, and then we've got a run of dates coming up uh, here at the end of April uh, over in uh, Athens, Greece, Istanbul, Turkey, uh, Croatia, and then three dates in uh, Austria. So, and that thing's cool because the whole idea of that is, you know, not to go play L.A. and New York and all the big major markets, but to really take that out to the far reaches where a lot of these countries and a lot of these cities, they don't get every big band that comes through. So it, yeah. it really, it's it's special because it's kind of like 
four big bands all showing up on one stage, you know, in one band, and uh, and we get to play uh, some tunes that they all know, they all like, and then we do some meet and greets afterwards, and it's really just a uh, just a cool night out of uh, of, of heavy metal. Yeah, as a musician, that's got to be great because you know you have to be playing songs with all the bands that you all in. Uh, Andres is Sepultura. You and Jimmy have been together for a while between Megadeth and uh, Kill Machine and a lot of other bands you've played in. Right. And then you have uh, Tim, who's been all, been all over the place. So it must oh, be Tim fun just great. getting out there and jamming on, you know, all different music without the pressure of, you know, trying to sell an album or writing originals. So that's, yeah, it you know, that, that's, time. that's exactly what it is, you know, because, uh, you know, obviously the record business is, is brutal, always has been, and it's gotten worse, you know, on that side just because sales are down and downloads and the money's getting tighter and everything else. So it's kind of... Yeah. You know, it's nice. We're just trying to. I think you know a lot of the guys I I hang with. You know, we're just trying to. Uh, we're we're being creative about things and ways that we can still go out and do what we love, which is to play. And the fans want us to come and play for them, and we're just doing it in ways that that is it's it's unique, it's creative, it's inventive, and and it's something that doesn't compromise who we are, what we've done, doesn't compromise any of our music or any of that, and it's. Uh, and it just you know it just offers a way where it where it it, it you kind of add a little more to it you know rather than you know just buy the record and come see the show and then that's it and we try to make it a little more up close and personal and I think that that adds that extra little bit you know that that gets people excited about it too. Excellent. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially seeing the four of you together. I mean, it's like you know four superstars on one stage playing music that everybody's listened to the whole life. Yeah. It's going to be great and uh, got to be a great yeah. time and. I do hope you do get a couple of shows, you know, around in, in, the, in the United States down the road because it would be great to see that. But I'm I, I sure we will. Know. Yeah, I'm sure we will. And, you know, I think that the, the, the whole appeal is that it's something that, you know, that we our focus is to take it outside of the mainstream, you know, market, so to speak. And I think that, that really – you know, make adds a you know kind of a cool little thing about it, and uh, you know it's just it's uh you know it, it's interesting being a bass player because I'm you know very much an artist. You know, I write, I I pose, I record. I'm you know uh, the things I do. I you know I I, I release them. You know, re- release CDs on on record labels and things. But then there's you know as a I think as a bass player, kind of in a unique position. Where I also get calls just to play bass for people, you know what I mean. So I can one, you know, on on any given day, I'm wearing my artist hat, where I'm the, you know, kind of the creative quarterback of certain things that I'm involved in, and then other days, I'm just showing up, uh, like with Max with Soulfly, I can show up and be Max's bass player, you know, and That's record cool. and tour with him. You could be more relaxed and just let loose. Yeah, not, exactly. Not worry yeah. about you know what's going down, just to have fun and be quick and not. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, and it's not to have that, and it's really just I'm, I'm blessed, you know, to be honest with you, because it's uh, you know I like to play a lot of different types of music. I obviously metal is my passion, you know, and that's the thing that I you know gets gets my rocks off more than anything. But because I am a bass player and and I've I've studied and and you know schooled myself on on the craft of being a a a working musician and a bassist i i you know get called over into a lot of other styles of music as well so it's uh you know it's just nice when your phone rings yeah sure yeah, exactly working is better than not working in this business and, and i mean you wrote the book with about 10 years ago about the right. actual business of music not you know playing it but the actual business side of it and you were just saying a little while ago how bad things have gotten now uh, is there like any chance for a young band today to actually make it and be profitable and be able to do this for a living? 
Well, you know, it's interesting. I think those of us that have supported and behind the Internet, we've we've ultimately won the, the bigger battles, you know. Um, I think those years ago, and that certainly includes the big record companies, anyone who fought it, they lost. And that's why a lot of those record companies went out of business, and, and it took them years to finally get a model that kind of, you know, thank goodness for Steve Jobs. I mean, go figure, Apple Computer figures, and a computer company would help save the day for music, you know. Yeah. And, and now to some degree even for movies, you know what I mean, to be able to do online distribution of films and, and um, you know, the episodes and all these kind of things. So, you know, everything is moving. There's a really good book, if if uh, if any of your listeners want to check it out. It's called The Roaring, uh, I think it's called The Roaring 2000s. Um, and, it w- and it was really cool because in that book, I, I read it back in, I think, 1999. And what the author was, was referencing in it was that there are several major inventions during mankind, the first being the printing press, that and the first book printed on it, ironically, was the Bible. But that was the that was one of the first main inventions that really tied the world together and started to kind of make things global, right? Yeah. And then it wasn't until years later, the turn of the century, when Henry Ford invented the assembly line. And basically, the assembly line ultimately industrial started the industrialization of the world as we know it. And here in America, we you know have been industrialized now you know for for many, many years, and and then the next big invention that really is changing the course of how we live our lives is the Internet, and um, and and how that is just, it's, it's this channel about how, you know, lives are connected, about how we do business, about how we communicate and everything, and, and you know, of course, the point is, is that kind of like the assembly line, you know, the turn of the century from the 18 to the 1900s, now here we are from the 1900s to the 2000s, we have just begun to, I don't think we've just barely even tapped what the Internet is ultimately going to do for the world. And, um, you know, so as we talk about music and writing it, recording it, uh, distributing it, and, um, you know, radio shows, I mean, everything, you know what I mean? There's so much of this. I mean, it, it's changing how we how we all think and operate. And, and so I think that, uh, you know, and, and ironically, I just started up a, a YouTube channel called David Ellison's Rock Shop. And what I do on that is I, I, I discuss kind of further some of my topics in my book. I uh, do some talk about some a little, a little bit of teaching as far as music and bass playing and and I'm going to get into a whole variety of other topics coming up. So if anybody, you know, is on YouTube, just look up David Ellison's Rock Shop. Because, again, I was thinking, you know, people that ask me, man, you, sh- you need to write a, you know, volume two, you know, for your book. And, yeah. I, you know, that, that book took me a year to write. It took me a year to edit it, shop it, sign it, publish it, and get it out. I mean, two years is too long in this world anymore, you know. Oh, everything's got to be instantaneously today. If you can't click a button and get it, people don't want to. Exactly. And, and I'm doing this thing on YouTube for free. I mean, I'm not making any money on it. But it's, it's for, more for me, it's about I just I love music. I love communicating. And I like just sharing, you know, a lot of the experiences that I've had, and hopefully that helps some other people get their turn up to bat. Geez, where oh, yeah. you find it's, the it's time? It's a great video series. I, I've caught it. Uh, the last one was in the pocket, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the one. Yep. It's a great series, especially for young kids that want to, you know, get get a little bit of what's going on and without having to go out and spend a lot of money yet and learning a little about the instrument. Uh, so it is a great series, and you also have all your instructional DVDs that you've released over the years. So. Yep, right. Yep, I got the metal bass volume one and two, and and those even are in uh, most of the major uh, music stores like Guitar Center and and all that as well. So yeah, and, and that goes a little bit more in depth, more in depth than I'm able to get into just on the YouTube thing, the uh, the, the you know the actual DVDs. Yeah. But 
you know, I just figured, the, you know, YouTube is just such a useful tool. It's, um, you know, I mean, MySpace, you know, you're asking about new bands being able to get in the game. And, and I, I think, you know, bands here in recent years, you know, when I wrote my book, the Internet had just started. And, and you know, I wrote it during the Euthanasia album cycle and the tour cycle. And, I mean, we were the first band that our, you know, Capitol Records, you know, ponied up and, and put together uh, our, our website and they we were behind it and we were behind it. And, you know, it was, you know, me and Dave were on the road with our laptops and trying to get, you know, internet connection down in Brazil and Argentina. I mean, it was brutal, but you know, we were really, really into it. And, and it was cool because we were really on the forefront of that. And, you know, so when I wrote my book, I really only touched on it just a little bit in, in, I think one chapter, but now, you know, I think any of these bands that are out working and, and on the road and getting record deals and out really doing it now, you know, they're all pretty savvy and they're pretty hip, you know, with all of the, you know, MySpace, Facebook, YouTube, all this stuff. I mean, those are just necessary tools, uh, you know, to being in the game these days. Yeah, exactly. Uh, things are more available to people now than there was back then when everybody was getting started. I mean, you had to learn everything the hard way and there's yep. no way of getting around this. So things are much easier today. And, you know, we can't lose this music. So we gotta, you got to buy the CDs. I say that all the time. You get you got to support the bands. I know everything's sort of download today, but I miss the the old albums, the CDs, the packaging. I was saying before right. how the, the reckoning cover is amazing. I just like I, I'm crazy for that cover. And you know, years ago you bought an album based on the cover because you really didn't get any other information about the band back then. It was hard to, you know, there was no internet, there was no radio stations, so you saw a cover, you said, "Wow, that kicks ass! I'm going to buy that album." And right. it's great to see that. And you know, the reckoning which came out last year is a is a killer album. And Thank is that like your main focus right now, like as far as your music goes? It is, yeah. And it's um you know, we've been we've been hindered a little bit as far as touring. You know, Jimmy is right when the record came out was on a on an international he did for like about, I don't know, six weeks or so he was on a global uh clinic tour for Sabian and Pearl. And then uh so we 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 hit some dates uh kind of in the summer and then we hit some more dates toward the end of the year into the beginning of um of nine. And uh, you know our phone rings for 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 shows pretty regularly. The um, you know the the, the main you know all, all bands need you know they need money, they need record labels, they need that push because you know just like any you start any business you got to go to the bank usually and get a loan or at least you need some financing from somewhere you know to do that. And it isn't just the money, it's the distribution and it's all that goes with that. So. You know, to see a band just out on tour with Disturbed, I mean, that didn't just happen. You know what I mean? There's a lot that goes into that. So that's one of the things with F5. I mean, and that's why we really try to keep the labor of love and the passion of the music as far as it creates the creative side of it, doing shows that make sense and that are cool and that work well for everybody rather than just trying to go out and, you know, kill ourselves and, you know, driving around the world in a van again like we did yeah. <laughs> 25 years ago. I mean, at some point it just doesn't – it's just not – it's just not in accordance with where we're at in our lives now, you know. Exactly. So, you know, so that we – again, we just try to be smart about it and do things that are cool because it, it is a really good band, and, and I, I appreciate your, your enthusiasm for the album. I hear that. Uh, we're a big fan of all your music. And I only got about seven, eight minutes left in the show, so I want to get on some more <laughs> of your music before we uh, we end things. But I really appreciate you taking the time out today. I know it's a it's a Palm Sunday for a lot of people, and uh, I thank you for calling in, David. I really appreciate. it. I'm gonna get on another song by a fire. I think off your first record. Uh, Tommy, you got anything else you want to say to David before we? Uh... No, I'm just in awe that I, I just he's just uh, one of 
most influential, uh, you know, one of the, like, B guys. You know, there's the A guys and there's the B guys. And without the B guys, there'd be no A guys. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, you know, it's sad that, you know, you can't get together back with Dave and all. But, you know, you're doing your own thing and you're doing so much more. That would just be a a back, just like be a like it would hold you back. So yeah, I'm, you know, I think, I think, yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that, and I know that's look. I mean, you never know what's going to happen moving forward in the future sure. and all that. And again, well, there's you know, always think, a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is that, you know. And, and, uh, they've opened uh, the floodgates now. They've yeah, the you know, gates, so. it's, 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 you know, you never know these things. Look, I mean, you know, obviously Dave and I did a lot together already, and, you know, he's doing his thing. I'm off doing a bunch of my stuff, and if, you know, if the day works out in the future where that, that comes together again at some point, then, you know, and it, and it makes sense for everybody, then then great. But, yeah, in the meantime, no one's sitting around with sour grapes and, and being cool. bitter. Everybody's just, you know, getting on with their lives and being productive and, and hopefully making some good contributions to Sounds the music great, team. Dave, man. Keep it no, up. Our life's too life. Short for, life is too short for sour grapes. This way we get music from two camps, and we get great music yeah. from both ends. Yeah, and exactly. Yep. Yep. Dave, I really appreciate you taking out your time today to call in. Where's the best place anybody to get in touch with you to look out for all your stuff? You know, uh, on the web, just give me a davidellison.com. If you're on MySpace, it's David Ellison and the number one, David Ellison one. So, you got it. I'll yeah. have all those links up for you later on. David, thank you very much for calling in today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Have a good weekend. All right. Take this care, is Dave's Band F5. Yeah. This is a song called Dying on the Vine.
That was my guest, David Ellison's band, F5. That's off their first record. Uh, it's Dying on the Vine. That's another great song by the band. So for Disease for All Seasons. T, I'm going to get one more song on quick, because I promised this band I would play it. Then after the show, we'll talk, and we'll just let the show run past its time. Uh, everybody can listen to it on the download. Okay. Uh, let me just get this one more song on. It's about a four-minute song. That's what I got left in the show. Okay. Everybody, this is a band out of UK. This band's called Crimes of Passion. They're a great, great rock band. Uh, the CD is beautiful to look at. It's all done like a comic book form. So check this out. This is a song called Exit Wounds.
the UK, that was Crimes of Passion with Exit Wounds. That's a great song. All right, everybody, the live show is going to end in about 10 seconds. But I'm going to stay on with my buddy Big T. We're going to play some more music and uh, keep talking. And you can hear it all later on in the download. Uh, don't forget this Wednesday, the Mel Matinee at 1 o'clock. It's getting thrashed in the Bay. Old Bay Area thrash music. So, T, what would you think of Crimes of Passion? Yeah, it's pretty good, man. Yeah, you know, I wish I would have made the show two hours today. Because, you know, sometimes you get guests that call and they don't talk at all. Yeah, this, he was ready. He was raring to go, you know. Yeah, I know. He has so much to say. I feel bad, but you know, when when I sent him the email last, he said he was very busy on a Sunday, so I figured, you know, ten to fifteen minutes. Right. And right. he called it a few minutes late. And you know what it is? I promised these bands I play their songs. They all listen. Yeah. So I hate to not get it on, especially like you know, these guys are up it's like two o'clock in the morning in uh, in England, and they're waiting to hear the music. But I got to get those bands on early in the show, so if the interviews do run late, I don't have to worry about squeezing that song on, you know. Right. 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 Yeah, because uh, he had a lot to say, man. I wish we would have kept talking. I'm sorry if I cut you off over there. No, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So when the next, when something new comes out and he's actually putting something brand new out, then we'll, you know, get him back. Yeah. You know, I should just make the show two hours anyway. See, if we only go 90 minutes, it doesn't matter. Once you hang up uh, the end of the show, it's over anyway. You know, it's not like there's going to be a half hour with that, that area after that. So. Right, right. I should just make it longer when I have a guest on the show. That way, if we do BS longer... You know, last couple of guests they had, it's like, you know, it's like a distracting teeth trying to get them to say anything. Right. Definitely. So, uh, that was, so, that would help with that. But it was good talking to him. He's, he's got a lot to say. Yeah. And yeah, he's involved in a lot of stuff. He's a smart guy. He's a smart guy. Yeah, definitely. So, that was good. So, that was Crimes of Passion out of, uh, out of England. They sent me this CD. I gotta, I gotta send this over to you. What a beautifully packaged CD. It's like an old school CD. Yeah. They made the whole thing like a comic book from the cover to the end of it. Wow. They have, like, you know, the, the pictures have been cartoonerized or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, with all the lyrics and pictures, it's a really nicely packaged uh, CD. Right. Yeah, they're, they're a pretty good band. I'm, I'm glad because now I'm getting a lot of bands sending me stuff that's like, you know, it's new, but it has that old school feel to it, so you don't mind playing it. Sure. So that, that's pretty good. I, I I have, like, eight or nine songs more set up that I wanted to play, but we kept talking to get to play them. So oh, I think wow. we'll get them on now and... Yeah, okay. believe it or not, the show gets like like fifteen or sixteen thousand downloads after today. So you More mean people, people listen to it download. People that downloaded the 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 cast, podcast, whatever you call it, podcast, they will hear all the, this. Yeah, you're still yeah you're still on oh. yeah. The, the live show ends like at that time. Right. But you can keep going. I think up to two hours after the live show oh, with right. your show. Just as anybody listening now is not hearing it. But when they download it or they stream it later on, the entire show is on there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because like on the Wednesday show, what I've been doing is like I've been talking to the last second and giving like a bonus song at the end or something like that's rare. Mm-hmm. So people have a reason to download it later. But, you know, like on a Wednesday, I get more people that download the show than listen live because we're all at work. But today, you get a lot of live listeners. But this show will get downloaded. I mean, you think I'm nuts about 15,000, 20,000 times oh, before I the end of the week. I believe it. Yeah. That's why we think we'll keep talking. I'll play those other songs that uh, I didn't get on before. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Unless you want to talk about uh, Metallica still. No, I mean, you know... I, I, <laughs> I got to watch it. I was just curious with the bass plays, if they all got inducted. I mean, Cliff Burton belonged in there. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. Dead. Actually, they brought out Cliff's dad first. Oh, okay. Cliff's dad gets up, and, um, you know, he's pretty cool. And, you know, a little guy, you know, balding. Uh, kind of looks like, I don't know, figure, little glasses and everything. Yeah. And he just talks, you know, a little bit about Cliff and uh, about his relationship with his parents and everything. Yeah. And how he loved, the, you know, the rest of the guys. And uh, he's so proud of the rest of the guys, you know, and they were all, like, tearing up, you know, while he was talking. And then uh, he stepped back and um, 
uh, the, the, they let, um, what's his name talk? Um, uh, uh, <laughs> the first base player, the second base player. Oh, uh, Jason was on. Jason, oh, yeah. God, man. Sucks getting old. And yeah, Jason, the mind goes. Jason talks a little bit, and he's pretty cool. You know, he's very, you know, very good. You know, it was good. It was good the way what he said and everything. And, um, and he mentions, uh, so so he was inducted, and then they had uh, the newer guy, Robert, come out, and he yeah. said a little something. He basically said that he was a fan, and he thanked, uh, you know, all you know of them, and he thanked uh, Mike Muir and Rocky George, because if yeah, it wasn't for them, he wouldn't be here. Started, yeah. You know, so that's cool. It's like a lot, everybody was thanking everybody, and yeah. Um, even Jason thanked uh, Flotsam and Jetsam, you know, and all this. You know. Well, let's be honest. He stepped in the shit getting into Metallica at that point of the game, you know, making yeah. money like yeah. Candle and Fist and now. To I'd be thanking everybody, too. And then to leave, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, so he was definitely in, inducted because supposedly, from what I read, um, he recorded. But, like, you know, I mean, all right, so say Metal Massacre 1 wasn't, you know. But still, they could have made they could have made a what he called because from what I heard, I don't know from what I read on Blabbermouth, a lot of people saying, well, that's not the hall's, um, you know, requirements. That's that was their their requirement. The you know, yeah. yeah. yeah there's probably and, still know, a lot of animosity there, you know. Maybe, but they did ask him to come down and yeah. be there with them, you know. But he wouldn't probably wouldn't have been up on stage, and that probably would have been worse. So it's better for him to just bow out gracefully and just do what he's doing in Europe, and that's that. Without you know? a doubt. Yeah. The interesting uh, one is gonna is going to be uh, if and when they do Deep Purple, because Reggie Blackmore and Ian Gillen hate each other. <laughs> Deep Purple, they would have to duck half of England because uh, everybody. Yeah, right, that right. Everybody's been in and out of Deep Purple. But not for right. Deep Purple should have been in there already. Jesus yeah, Priest, sure. Iron Maiden. I mean, I mean, well, uh, kiss, actually, what's kiss? his name? When when um when De- uh, Hatfield James gets up towards the end, he's the last one. First thing he says right off the bat is, um, "All right, now you 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 know you made a right good choice, but where's Deep Purple? Where's Rush? Where's Kiss? Where's Thin yeah. Lizzy? Where's Alice Cooper? Where's Ted Nugent? Where's Priest? Judas Priest? Where's Maiden? Yeah. And where's Motorhead? He mentions all those bands, which was great, and I even teared good. up. I even had a tear in my eye saying, yeah, you know, yeah. I started screaming, you know, and like, you know, and so it was really cool for him to say that, you know. I mean, even Black Sabbath, all those years, all those years waiting yeah. to get in they were, Black Sabbath. And they, were, and they were eligible, you know. For years was, before that. It, it's, you know, it was calling it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and then inducting Grandmaster Flash, and, Run yeah. DMC. And don't get me wrong, Run DMC, they were a great rap group. They were, sure. they were, they're one of the originals. You know, people don't remember, back in the 80s, rap was right along there with metal. I mean, we were both underrated. Nobody sure, gave sure. any credit for the music. Sure. They said you'd never make it. You'd always be street music, metal and metal and rap. Rap, right. They had a lot more in common than people think back then. This is true, yeah. With the music. But they don't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No. Not that type. Not no, make it a music Hall of Fame. Don't call it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Then no rock and roll bands ever get in. Yeah. I mean, you know what it is? Our generation now, 25 years later... Any music that was relevant is metal. It's heavy metal. Heavy metal ruled the 80s. Yeah. And all those bands are eligible right now, and they're not getting in. Yeah, which is silly. Because now you put somebody... I mean, it was good that they got in, don't get me wrong. But you put somebody in that really doesn't deserve to go in right yet. Until yeah. you put in the, you know... Other ones. A, a Why is a kid in there? 
You know? Kiss but, should be in there by now. Yeah, I mean, come on, Deep Purple should definitely be in there. And, yep. and you know, Rush, Kiss, Lizzie. I mean, Kiss definitely. Rush and Lizzie, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think they should be. But Alice Cooper, Deep Purple, and Kiss should be in there. Yep, no and doubt bef- about it. Yeah, and then, you know, and then before you before Metallica goes in, you got to put in Priest Made in the Motorhead. Got that because right. if it wasn't for Priest Made in the Motorhead, there'd be no Metallica. Exactly, and uh, yeah, I don't know if you watched Daddy Trunk show last night. That metal show we had, uh, they had T with Lenny on there was pretty funny. Oh, the the, the T with Lenny. I saw that on a, a clip on on um, on Blabbermouth because uh, uh, what did they did they play it last night? No, I, last I night saw the they show played. Last night, yeah. You did? It was at what, eleven o'clock. Uh, yeah, yeah, eleven o'clock show, yeah. Well, why? I I saw another one. I saw uh, I I recorded another one. I recorded uh. It was a repeat of last week's with the the the, the two jerk offs from uh Oh uh, from Extreme. Court, uh, yeah, Extreme, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. I don't know, maybe I caught the second the second show. Maybe they do uh, like two be, shows. Yeah. yeah, I probably caught the eleven thirty show. They never in the info they never put on who's on the show, it's just that metal show, so you don't know who's yeah, on. Yeah, you know, yeah, right, right, right. That's what they do with that a lot. But, but I did uh, see that clip on on what do you call it on Blabbermouth off of YouTube. It was pretty funny. It's yeah, that was cute. pretty good. And uh, I know this week the Anvil movie comes out here in New York again. And the regular right movie on the si- tomorrow the sixth they're doing the 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 uh, preview on uh, at the um, what do you call it theater the um, Blender Theater, Twenty Third Street between Fifth and it's, it's off of Lexington Avenue. I think. Or off of left. Avenue. Off of yeah. left. Yeah. Yeah, and it's also playing in Times Square at the UA in Times Square, so uh, it's probably be there this Friday or Wednesday when the movies normally come out. So I'm gonna catch it because I didn't get to see it when you guys saw it uh, about a year yeah, ago. Yeah, definitely. If you want to go see it again this weekend, without a doubt. Yeah, and they're, they're coming. They're, I know. Uh, I saw the tour schedule. I know they're coming to New York uh, to do a regular concert uh, during the summertime. Uh, matter of fact, next month Saxon's gonna be playing in New York City. Uh, right. What else do we got coming up next month? Um, then Holy Rage with Al Atkin and Chris Johnson called in a few weeks ago. Yes, yes. He's doing a tour of New York. Um, uh, what was it like two weeks ago? I was going to call you to go. Um, Alcatraz played. Oh, yeah, in Yonkers, um, right? I forgot what the heck it was. It was uh, I think in Yonkers. It was up Yonkers, in Yonkers yeah. with, with Seven Witches. I was going to go see that, but it's kind of a hike to get up to Yonkers. Uh, yeah, and I, I think it was a bad weekend. We had some bad weather. Yeah, so uh, and there's a whole bunch of great shows coming around here. I went to Lemoore's last week that had the 20th anniversary or the 25th anniversary. How'd that go? Uh, I just stopped there for a few minutes to see, uh, with that end. Uh, I mm-hmm. caught like one song, and then I uh, had to beat it out of there. Mm. I didn't want to make it a whole night over there. It was just, uh, you know. Was it crowded? Nah, not, when I got there, it was pretty empty. Uh, I heard it started filling up later on in the night. But uh, I caught like the last two songs by the band, and then I, and then I, then I had to go take off. That's cool. Yeah, it was, my wife came with me. We just went for the for a little bit, and then we then we left. There's not much happening over there. Yeah, that's a little too much. Yeah, but uh, we're gonna go see the band Sanctuary. Uh, uh, I think they're playing at Dingbats in about two or three weeks. You mean the old Saturday. Sanctuary? Uh, no, it's uh, the Iron Maiden tribute band. Oh, okay. And the singer is Bobby Leatherlungs Lucas, who was the singer for Seven Witches, and. Now he's back with Overlord again with the original band he started with. They just reunited oh, okay. and they're working with Terry. He's going to be calling in in uh, June to the show. So I'm going to head over there to see those guys. So if you got nothing going on that night. When's that? I think it's in two weeks in April. I think it's like uh, let's see, April 18th, I think, or Saturday night. Okay. Yeah, maybe we'll head out over there. It's the closest show they got going. So uh, he said, give him a call and put us on the guest list. So uh, 
without go see them. I listened to a couple of the songs on it today. They really got the sound down down tight. Cool. Yeah, they're a good band. And they do that, old uh, stuff. They do first album, second album. That's cool. I, oh yeah, cool. I, name think, like I think they do the whole uh, show, and then um, uh, a lot of those, like um, a lot of these tribute bands and they're sending me stuff, uh, again like P3s and stuff to get on. Yeah. So I was like, you know, it's hard for me to play that. I got to play the, you know, the real bands. But then I said, you know what? I'm going to do a whole, because the Wednesday show is a theme show every week. So I said, I'm going to do a show called Tribute War. I'm going to play songs, but all these tribute bands really, you know, got that, that got it down to a tape. Right, The right, sound, right. the look, the style. And I'm going to do a whole Wednesday show. And I'm going to some Wicked World? I already contacted them. They okay, sent me some MP3s. But the only problem is that it's on a, right. it's on, what is it, QuickTime? Oh, it's a quick time MP3. A quick one, yes. Yeah, so I can't get it. I can't play it on here. So uh, uh, I feel who, who's the, is AJ with them? Yeah, AJ's. The yeah, thing. he sent it. I sent them an email saying if you can get me an MP3 of it, I get us. I got stuff by them by uh, Kiss Alive, uh, Sanctuary, Sinner, uh, who's the Judas Priest cover band. Right. And there's a King Diamond uh, tribute band called. Really. Uh, yeah, tribute band called Them. They have this down. These guys. I mean, you would think you were watching the King Diamond band. Wow. And the way they put on the show with the cobwebs, the whole the whole stage setup. Wow. And the singer, check them out on MySpace. They got a lot of videos called them. They okay. are they are a kick ass I mean tribute band. They got it down to a science. And uh the the gonna the, the band's gonna call up the Sunday before I do the show. That's they're gonna call Sunday, they're gonna do an acoustic set of King Diamond songs for me on the wow. show live. So Pretty I mean cool. they got you can check them out. They're a real good band. Think, let's you know, support these tribute bands that play yeah. every weekend and all the bars and all the clubs and they keep they're out there every weekend playing. No, so get get some little exposure maybe, and you know, get the name out there. See what the hell. Yeah. So that'll be a good show. Really. But this is a band I'm gonna play right now. It's never gonna get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> this is DRI. This is five year plan for the crossover record. Okay, cool. Check it out. Old school, hardcore. Why do you plan? I 
Take care. Good night.